things on the island are good. I am having so much fun. Uh, really enjoying being out here, playing this game, going to challenges, collecting food. Thus far, there are two things missing in this game. We haven't had rice, and we haven't had any clues to the item. It's usually important to forage the food because we haven't been, we haven't been provided any rice. any rice. We had some fresh We haven't been provided any rice. Fruit and uh, We haven't been provided any rice. 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 We haven't had 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 rice. We haven't been provided any rights. 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 Natchcast 53. Uh, thanks for listening. Even though we just started, we're thanking you. Thanks for listening to 52 if you listened last week. We need more rice. Yeah, we're having a real rice problem. Haven't been provided any rice. I've been eating a lot of rice lately, actually. It's important to forage for rice. It is. Neil Neil would be extremely jealous of my rice intake lately. Nightcast 53, our weekly podcast about food news. Eventually. Eventually. We got a tagline, a new tagline. New one is kind of working. Food news. Eventually. Eventually. That pregnant pause is crucial, though. Because when Survivor's happening, we can't start with anything else. Nope. Uh... Yeah, I just watched uh, episode three. Did you? This morning while doing yoga. It's mm-hmm. kind of my new uh, Friday morning routine. Thoughts? Uh, Peter's a dick. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that was my first thought. Came out, didn't it? Yep. Yeah. What did, is he? Did, is he a brain surgeon? He's an ER doctor. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was quite a, you know, quite a turn of events in that episode. It looked like a very low Neil episode. And then you're like, wait a minute. This is high Neil. Yeah. And his head's on the chopping block. They're gunning for him. He fucking played it cool. My God. And Peter dogging the ice cream he had, pants. He had all the guy with the ice cream yeah, pants that might was, be a snake in the grass. They gotta stop mouthing off at How tribal council. How about the fucking egotistical doctor might just be a straight up dick? You don't know. Maybe they edited that. He could be a nice guy. No, I think he should have been voted off. Because he's talking all this shit. And then I'm watching him in the challenge. He's like dragging fucking ass. <laughs> I did notice that. He's like just What's lazily it? going down the I'll balance swim in later. I'll swim in. Yeah. Like, He's buddy. Like, and Neil, first one on the boat. Going for broke. Leader. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe Peter's an all right guy. Maybe Neil and Peter are tight. But right now, from where I'm sitting, Peter's a dick. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't realize there was this, I don't know, it seemed to me like there was a struggle. Neil Gottlieb is the founding twin of Three Twins Ice Cream. He's on mm-hmm. Survivor. We watch it every week, talk about it. That is not what this podcast is about. It's about food news. Eventually. Eventually. This is the eventually part. 
We're having a lot of fun watching him as he survives. He's, I mean, he's gotten through uh, three tribal councils. And it seemed like they were really setting him up, right? Who's no, gonna... He's only been in one tribal council because they've only well, lost one challenge. The show has, has expurgated three people. Okay. Wow. You find me another Survivor podcast with that word on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It seemed like it was like a struggle for the soul of that tribe. Is it Neil's or is it Peter's? And Neil's like, you know, he's like playing it cool, quiet. The rest of them are being quiet a-holes, and Neil's just like hanging back, keeping it real. I got, he's got his emotional IQ dialed in. He does. And that doctor is like, there's no emotion involved. Ooh, I like, got all the numbers. Uh, I got the numbers. Guess again, dickhead. So if I interpreted it right, the two of them had bonded, that uh, doctor and the freaky. Liz. She seemed nice, but she would, like that mind seemed very analytical, right? Neat, neat, neat. Yeah. But the, I, I didn't understand why they didn't vote him off. Instead well, of they both were, they thought they had all, everybody dialed in. And they decided they were going to both vote for uh, they wanted Neil Aubrey. Up. They wanted Neil or Aubrey. Yeah, they were going to both vote for Aubrey. And then they wanted everybody else to vote for Neil. And if they didn't all vote for Neil, it would either be Neil or Aubrey, and that's fine with them. But then everybody else voted for one of the two of them. Yeah. Boom. That's what you get for being. Boom. I'm going to say it again. For being a dick. Dude, Neil survives. But you know what? Neil's a gentleman, and I'll tell you what he's doing. He's, he's putting the sir back in Survivor. You know, like, dear sir. Not not that great. You don't think that, that, <laughs> that's what the, the he's looking the for? big setup, what you didn't deliver. Neil, the, I um, want you to try this on for size. Uh, you're putting the sir back in Survivor. Pass that around. Give him some rice, the guy. I did find there was a special, you know, friends-only tweet Neil likes to tweet things out about the show that weren't didn't make the uh, the real final cut. Your final cut. There you go. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> when they did the rice the challenge and the, had to carry those big bags of rice. Yeah. He said he took some handfuls of rice, stuck them in his pocket, and when they got back to camp after the challenge, they had food. This guy's fixated on rice, though. <laughs> but I mean, come on, you're going to vote that guy off? The guy who like is we haven't been provided any rice. Food. He's rice, like, we're not going to waste rice, food. Rice, rice, rice. Yeah, you know he needs food. I don't, yeah, I haven't seen a lot Why of Why would you vote someone off who's like thinking of everybody and being resourceful? Oh, the guy in the ice cream pants. Yeah. Do you know? You How were about watching the ER it. doctor who's a dick. <laughs> oh, man. You can learn a lot. Not, not that it's worth a lot of your time, but if you f- like dig into the Twitter world on this. Not going to happen. But no, but all the contestants, like a lot of them will, some of them are like super engaged in tweeting with an audience and, mm-hmm. and others are not guess which one peter is he's not involved he wasn't he's not happy with (laughs) i think the tweet was i'm not even watching the show i'm at work oh i'm an important doctor yeah i'm 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 gonna get saving lives i'm gonna get voted off next week but yeah maybe not no i mean that they the thing with this show is like it's it's not quite as rigged as other shows like the voting right i don't think so i don't think they can really encourage voting a certain way. I would imagine that... But I would think that they'd want to keep... They want to keep someone who's a dick. Oh, yeah. You gotta have a villain. And he's a good villain. You gotta also... Props to uh, that, Peter. You're a good dick. Look at you. What? I'm just playing the game, man. Mouthy. Peter's fine. <laughs> he's just a villain. So I'm calling him a dick. Yeah. I don't know. We're tight. We're fine. Good job, Neil. We'll watch again. Kid, kids... God, they love it. They are super excited to watch it. <clears throat> My kids haven't watched it. I tried to get them to watch it, but they... Yeah, you're too busy. So they were lives. playing some dog instead, which is a delightful math game that you play on a computer. 
So would you? Hey, this is Survivor-esque. I mean, if you're on the island, you're, 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 you've not had enough rice, but you dig up this fat, white, maggoty worm. This is a wit- about this the is circumference of your thumb. A witchetty grub, a staple food in Australia. We are referring to a Instagram post from René Redzepi. Famed chef. Famed chef. The most famed. Eh. He's not the most famed chef. <laughs> oh, you mean Paul Prudhomme? <clears throat> There's, yeah, the list goes Paul Prudhomme, Dom DeLuise. Uh, and so then, you uh, should... What's, um, what's the Cajun chef's name? Jeff Smith? Is that his name? I don't think that's his name. Yeah. Jeff Smith? Oh, that guy with yeah, the... Yeah, the, the onion and them peppers. Yeah, who was he? Tell you what, boy, you feed this to a big old crocodile. Oh, the Cajun <laughs> chef. Who was that guy? No, Justin. Justin Timberlake. Justin Green. Justin Wilson. Justin Wilson. Wilson. Tip he, of my tongue. Uh, he died in 2001. Yeah, he did. Paul Prudhomme died in 2015. Remember the frugal gourmet? It's a loss the American culinary scene will never recover from. Yeah. But On you know either what? front. Food TV has never been the same without... I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw something out there. It's kind of a teaser. Jay will because uh, as you know, Natch. Even though food news it takes us a while to get to it, our fingers are firmly on the pulse. Nutria, big things oh. happening with Nutria. Wait. Ja, n- listen, don't I, spill, I don't the spill the beans. I'm just that's next all I'm week. Saying. That's we, a teaser. Well, so next week's episode will be a little special. Very special. It will be live coverage from the show floor at Expo West, the natural products trade show where all the health food products are launched. You find the trends. Mm-hmm. The celebrities come. Whew. Last Big year, deal. Tan, uh, Tanning Chatham. <clears throat> Tanning Chatham? Tanning Chatham was there for Runa. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God is right. Dreamboat. See those pecs. So next week, we'll be on the show floor reporting live with trends. And, y- you know, we've got a few exclusives. Uh, and we did get derailed a bit from this Instagram post that we were talking about. So if you want, yeah. if you want a quick link to the video, all you really have to do is sign up for our newsletter. Go to natch.is, sign up for the newsletter. Subscribers get exclusive access to our Google Doc for each episode. Mm-hmm. You'll find show notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, well, that's about it. Show notes. And if you have trouble finding the link to the newsletter, just drop us a note. Hi at natch.is. Get right back to you. We'll, we'll just put you on that. If you email us, and then go we f- might just go ahead and drop you on the newsletter. Yeah. <laughs> right. We roll fast and loose. <laughs> you never know. All right, yeah, so this is a picture. Look at this thing. I'm going to hit play. He's digging in the dirt. Oh, something came out of that hole. Oh, man, that is beefy. White. It's got a little red spot going down along the spine there. Got some grub. Oh, look, coming out of that. Ma- oh. Would you eat that? That's a big white worm grub. I, I, uh, Witchetty grub. I would eat that. If Renee Redzepi prepared it for me, you bet your ass I'd eat that. Would you want it? I'm surprised that it's part of a dessert, but it does look like velvety and pristine. It's part of a dessert? It's, yeah. In Australia, doesn't it say the word dessert? What? Oh, no, desert. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Good, all, close. In the desert. That makes more sense. <laughs> So you read this post as, could you, witchetty grub, a staple food in Australian desserts for thousands of years. I like my my version better, honestly. Yeah, we learned so much about you on this podcast. I think I might have mild dyslexia because I misread shit fucking constantly. So you would like it in a dessert, (laughs) Renee. What if he put it lightly prepared, almost uh, Dan Barber style? Just Just like out of the dirt... 
Maybe just, just like a, blanched. Yeah, just blanched it. <laughs> I think something like that I'd want fried. I want fried. some crispiness to offset oh. the mushiness that I'm Oof. anticipating. Yeah, you want that crunch and then the explosion of the innards. Okay. Uh, so, yes, I would eat that. Keep listening. As we review no a concert from Beak. Oh, God. No apocalypse required. I would eat that. I would. Uh, you didn't ask me. Oh, sorry, Mark. Would you eat that? No. Yeah, you would. I would. Of course I would. I'll eat anything. Except for one thing. Ooh, pate. Oh, yeah, pate. Don't like pate. That's not too far off, but... You don't know that. If you fried them up and there's a little bowl of them, I could pop them. Would you eat a live one? Could you swallow something if you could feel it, like its little feet clinging to your taste buds? And what was that? Rea- Remember that reality show? Where people had to eat... Fear Factor? Yeah, there you go. With Joe Rogan? Joe Rogan. Yeah. Um, I would... Joe Rogan... I don't think I'd eat a Celebrated podcaster. For ultimate fighting, right? No, he just has a podcast. He talks a lot about ultimate fighting, sup- the supplements that he's said. on. Yep. Uh, and then, you know, celebrity news, it. maybe. I don't remember. I haven't heard it. I'm going to know you a dude guy. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you do, don't broaden your horizons. <clears throat> By going, for instance, to a concert, went and saw the band Beacon. You're so cool. I'm very cool. It, this is a band that I've, um, <clears throat> I think, from publicists, I, I found out about them, but I've been listening to their music for a few, couple of years. Sort of like electronica. Uh, oh, no. I know. Guess what's back? <sighs> I uh, no, but it's great music, and, uh, you know, it's just these two guys. I'm watching them on stage. The one guy has, like, this very uh, angelic kind of, like, voice. That, that, and, and the other guy I hope it's better. Twisting the knobs and Ooh. playing the beats. Twisting the knobs and playing the beats. <clears throat> A little bit of that going on at Expo. We couldn't get clearance for a Beacon track for this episode, but uh, the reason I wanted to talk about Beacon was that uh, I'm watching, and it's just two guys, just like in this basement. Two, two guys. guys pursuing their passion. There's magic. Bringing a lot of heart to it. They had audio-video components to the live show. One guy, another guy. Uh, yeah, and just a, a really wonderful performance. There was this fucking guy, though. Uh-oh. I'm going to call him a kid. I think he was younger than me. Who was just videoing the whole thing and like oh, kept clapping like concert etiquette. Every time the beat would start, he'd like do this like kind of not right on beat, but it was like almost like he was showing off that he could do an eccentric clap that stayed on beat. Oh, why? Because he was an ass and he was like screaming and oh. their, their record label is called Ghostly International mm-hmm. and he kept screaming, Ghostly! Bleh. Oh, geez. Like really wanting everyone to know that he had the inside information on this band. That's what you get when you and then he's like pursue video, he keeps, cool he so keeps aggressively. videotaping the performance. Why don't you go to a Sufjan concert <clears> with me? We'll pass he that. made the mistake, though, of getting in front of Nicole too many times doing oh, that. Oh, God. And so she asked him, she's like, what are you doing? Oh, are you, no. No, she's awesome. She's yeah, I'll bet. She was like, what are you doing? Are you making a documentary or something? Oh, engagement. So she was polite. Yeah. But, and he said, no, I'm just filming the show. She's like, why? Why don't you just watch it? He's like, I've been to this band for a few years. I love them. She's like, why don't you just experience the concert then? Why are you filming it? He's like, oh, I am experiencing it. And then he, and then he didn't come back near us with his filming. But there I kept go. seeing him like on the other side of the stage filming. He made the call. Filming was more important. Than experiencing. Than Nicole Fear. Yeah. But I mean, what are you going to do with that footage? I mean, it's like the I same thing know. when I go snowboarding this and I another. see like people with fucking GoPros on their helmets. Like, it's digital Derritus. What are you going to do with all that garbage? It's what? Deritus? Deritus? Oh my... <laughs> How would you say that, Mark? I think, I'm, I think you're looking for the word detritus. Detritus? 
detritus? Man, I don't mean to laugh at your expense, but... No, it's fine. It's <laughs> not close. <laughs> okay, this is digital waste, though. It's piling up everywhere. D- what are you going to do Deritus. with this? Deritus. Detritus. Oh, you know what it is? Jack Derrida. I'm confusing uh, a fancy word for trash with Stephen Dedalus, I think, from Ulysses. Yeah, you're doing some Jack so I'm going to redeem Derrida. myself by saying some high-minded things about walking on beaches, but not yet, because... You're still going on the beacon story? You got your GoPro when you're at the beach, too? Like, what are you doing with all this footage? What's that guy doing with footage of beacon that, no doubt, the sound sucks because it was loud, and it's mm. going to not, it's going to max out on his shitty little phone. What are you going to do with that? What are you doing with that footage? Yeah, who saves digital what are you memories doing with it? like this? I don't... Well, there's an abundance of this crap everywhere. There sure is. And it's piling up, man. Yeah. And just because it doesn't take up physical space doesn't mean it doesn't clog things. It clogs. It clogs. That's like a milkshake going through Bill Clinton. It'll yeah, it'll clog. It'll clog his. It'll clog two things. It'll clog his poop chute, and it's going to clog his arteries. So his arteries. As you as you're talking about Beacon, just two dudes having fun. I'm thinking of episode <clears throat> 51, just a few weeks ago. A moment of kinship with the world and with men and with other penises. Okay. Go check that one out. Oh, that was a good episode. <laughs> just a callback. Oh, that was a good callback. You're welcome. Are you uh, done with Beacon? Do you want a little teaser as to that? I mean, that episode, I, I saw oh, okay. uh, yeah. <laughs> Stellan guards penis in a movie. And it was, it and turns it was, into uh, something. It was a transcendental moment of shared existence. And not manhood, just existence, all right? You ready for, you ready for a transcendental? Oh, yeah, look. Transcendental moment? Yes, Mr. Derridus. I'm going to hit play. You're done with Beacon, right? Oh, yeah. I think I've made my point. Oh, I'm thinking, like, how the fuck did your ghetto ass turn vegan? That's exactly like the first word. They're like, yo, do you know you going in history as the first vegan rapper, hood vegan rapper? I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, like, why are you vegan? Like, what is the reason? Somebody thought I was, like, fighting cancer or something. I'm like, nah. Like, I just didn't want to be fat. I got tired of breathing hard. I got tired of my joints hurting. I just got tired of being lied to. Michael Lydon burgers look good as fuck. Right, well, give me a vegan burger. I miss Chick-fil-A, bro. I have wet dreams about Chick-fil-A. I had one last night about the um, number two. <laughs> wet dreams about Chick-fil-A. <clears throat> you can stop that now. That's, yeah, good so audio there's off your YouTube. Vegan rap duo, Waka Flocka Flame and Rory. <laughs> You're acting like you've never heard of that. I haven't. I don't oh. know. I don't know the. You don't know Waka? The work right. of Waka Flocka Flame. I liked him, though. I would listen to his raps based on his. Uh, vegan blueberry muffin recipe. Great personality, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I like, he's tired of being lied to. That was the most important, interesting part, right? Like, oh, my joints, and I'm tired of being lied to. What? What? Yeah. What's going on here, Waka? He knows big meat's full of shit. Literally and figuratively. How do you like that one, Mark? Mm. I'm, I'm, of course, referencing mm. uh, information contained within Fast Food Nation. <laughs> By Eric Schlosser. It's a, a touchstone resource on Natchcast. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, they're shitting the meat. People. I'm also hearing good things about this Michael Pollan. <laughs> yeah, the the jury's still out on him. I, I don't know a lot about him yet. <sighs> uh huh. So yeah, they make it's it's good footage. Again, it's a great recipe. Newsletter link. Watch the video, or you could probably Google it. YouTube. Yeah, it's munchies. maybe Google wet dreams about Chick Fil A. See what comes up. Yeah. If you're in the privacy of your own home. And yeah. the kids are somewhere NSFW, else. y'all. Mm-hmm. They make these blueberry muffins. They looked all right. Looked like they tasted pretty good. 
they didn't rise the way I think they'd anticipated they uh, would in the band. I, I, I don't know if they really knew what they were doing. But that was the charm of it. I think they knew what they were doing. They liked those blueberries. But I'm craving a blueberry muffin. I would eat, yeah. Even like a deflated one. I don't give a shit. I need that whole pan right now. Mm-hmm. Fun. Great video. Who Go made check that? It out. Oh, Munchies, Vice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. The breadth and depth of veganism. And from Chick-fil-A Wet Dreams to uh, another story featuring Chick-fil-A. Wow. We bring you Vice Swap. We're, no. <laughs> That's the headline you put We're on We're swapping this. vices here because Chick-fil-A is going to give right. you free we ice cream. We bring you Vice Swap. Oh, I thought you... Read okay. it directly off the duck. <clears throat> Proceed. From your brain into my mouth. We never figured out what was on Neil's underpants. I don't think he was... What the fuck was that? <sighs> <laughs> Wait, with Neil's underpants, I thought we were moving on to this Chick-fil-A store. Well, I just remembered. Just as an aside, you were thinking of Neil's package. I remember, like, yeah, we wanted to, like, we'll have to ask him. All right. Um, so Chick-fil-A offers free ice cream to phone-free families by Melissa Chen. It's Time Magazine. That's Chen. For less racist podcasting. <laughs> Chan. <laughs> Chen and Chan. The fast food chain, known for its, chicken sa- oh, for its chicken sandwiches, has launched a challenge that promises free ice cream cones to each family member who silences their cell phone and keeps the device inside a box placed at each table, called the cell phone coop. You might say co-op. For their entire meal, we really want our restaurant to provide a sense of community for our customers where family and friends can come together and share quality with one another. Says a guy. Brad Williams, a Georgia-based Chick-fil-A operator. Finally, Chick-fil-A, some family values I can get behind. Your homophobic bullshit, that's got to go. But I like this. I hate seeing... Especially like you see a family out to eat and every single one of them's on a fucking phone. Oh, that is so depressing. That's the decline of Western civilization right there. God, that is... That's Rome burning. Screaming, people. screaming need for, need for the screenless future now. Yep. Just watching Donald Trump memes instead of talking to one another. China. 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 Yeah, that's a good China. one. Go ahead and Google Donald Trump China and then just oh, thank us later. We tweeted it. Hit our... Yeah. At Real Natch. <clears throat> I, this is why you like this, because it's the screenless future. Oh, yeah. Mm, that's not quite what I mean by the screenless <laughs> I like that this is a It's a small baby step kind of around that. But not really related at all. Just drop your screen. Oh, great. Good for them. I like that they put a little box. I want to see the box. I might have to go. Yeah. Grab myself Huge a Huge compromise sandwich. of your morals. You go eat there like once a week. <laughs> oh, man. No, they got quite. you. No. Those chicken claws are dug uh, firmly into your soul. There's something about it that's alluring to me. Uh, it's salt. I think the salt content is probably what keeps you coming back for more. You should be a vegan. You should make some blueberry muffins, son. I should. But I don't get to hang out with Waka and Rory. They'll be there in spirit? Not the same. No? Okay. Cell phone coop. Look for it at your Chick-fil-A. You can get yourself some free ice cream. <laughs> is that your stomach? I don't think so. What is that? I didn't. I think that's your stomach. Oh. Look at that. We're both a little hungry. That's all that Chick-fil-A talk. <laughs> salt down under. Chicken salt. Thomas Lim reporting on Lucky Peach. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Australia, it's everywhere. You can find it at any corner store. But I associate it with fish and chip shops. When you order fries or chips, you have a choice of chicken salt or salt and vinegar. 
like eating a hot dog with ketchup or mustard in the States, or sport peppers, right? Uh, Getting chicken salt on chips is one of those things that is ingrained in your childhood. Fantastic. Yep. So it's kind of this weird, the recipes on this, in this article. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like roast some chicken skin and then you render it, boil it in water and then you dry it out and then you grind it up with salt and a few other things. You just got to get a lot of that umami chicken. Yeah. To me, it sounds like some sort of natural MSG type thing. That's what I thought too. And delicious. Yeah. Chicken salt. Sure. I've never had it. Have you ever had it? I'd never even heard of it until this article crossed my eyeballs. Moi as well. 2OC. Mm, CC. A2 brush. Wee oui, wee. Oui. <clears throat> you missed my Shakespeare reference. I'm scrapping. What did you say? A2 brush? A2 brush. That's the, uh, that's the final line in Julius Caesar, I believe. But it's A2 Brutus. I don't think it's the final line, but I, I think it's the very last line in that play. <laughs> so wait, it's not, it's not, about what that. is it? Deterus? Detritus. 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 This is not a. Hey, that's just a. I'm learning. This a isn't word. like a postdoctoral word. <laughs> but I think it's my. I think I. I look at a word quickly and then I assume that it's pronounced one way and then sometimes I don't dig further. I should. Actually, no, I shouldn't. Who gives a shit? Hello, Dale. Oh, here we go. I got the full text of Julius Caesar. Act five. <clears throat> going to the end. Another part of the field. Guess what? I'm right. <laughs> You're not right. <laughs> what? I'll read you the last... There's um, different versions of Julius Caesar, you know. Couplets. According to his virtue, let us use him with all respect and rights of burial. Remember when we did Shakespeare? <laughs> yeah. What episode was that? Within my tent, his bones tonight shall lie. Most like a soldier ordered honorably. So call the field to rest and let's away to part the glories of this happy day. Exunt! Et tu? Exunt! Et tu, Brutus? There is no et tu. In right, fact... You know what? I got confused. You know there, what I can th- do? Those aren't the final words of the play Julius Caesar. Booyah! Those were Julius Caesar's final words. There you go. Okay. Now you're on to something. Okay. Because here it is. I found it. The wonders of technology. That's act three, scene one. You're, you're about halfway through this sucker. He when that dies happens. in act three? There's, totally. There's still two more acts? Totally. Of a play named after What kind after of Shakespearean the, scholar are you? Not a very good one. No. I don't think I've ever even seen a Shakespeare play in person. Have you? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. There's a a wonderful theater in in D.C. called The Folger. They put on these amazing productions. We had season tickets. Free coffee? Nope. No free coffee. It's The Folger, you know. (laughs) No. Uh, Actually, I was in... Oh, man, I missed that. That was... You know what? I was was high culture. I was in Romeo and Juliet. I was Aegeus. Aegeus? No, go with Aegeus. Aegeus? You were derried us. And then I was uh, in Midsummer's Night Dream as well. I was the drunken porter. That makes sense. That one, <laughs> that's about right. This was in sixth grade. That's this was before I knew the joys of actual drunkenness. You were barely drunk then. No, I was just fucking nervous as hell. But I had a. I remember I worked on a, a, a stagger. I had a stagger, a drunken stagger that I developed. Very method. I, uh, I, don't, I don't know how I came up with that, actually. The drunken stagger. Hello, Dale. Tillamook. At, at two, Dale. Tillamook. Tillamook blows up big food in Oscar's ad promoting real food. I didn't even need this article because I, I saw that commercial and right away. 
Because wait, so, so natch. Were you watching the Oscars? I did. I watched oh, the Oscars. God, how, what a waste of your time. Says the guy you know who, how good it felt not to watch the Oscars? And I just checked Twitter once and was like, eh, I got it. Chris Rock did some stuff. Good for him. I was wow. in and out. I wasn't sitting and watching okay, the whole time. Okay? I, was I felt so good not watching Walking it. away, coming back to it. I'm sure you felt well, so, I, so above it all. No, but we used to watch it and I was like, wait a minute. These people, no. These hey, people aren't relevant. How this they, they used hey, to Leo, matter. Leo's acceptance speech was exquisite. Uh, he spent the back half of it, and they knew better than to bring up like that back. The, the rise of the Valkyries is the music they chose. <laughs> That's what you miss. Like when when they were trying to you know urge people off stage, the rise of the Valkyries, which is Wagner, right? That's like Nazi music in a year when they're trying to prove that they're not. I don't know. Maybe it was tongue in cheek. If so, that was very uh, very bold. Um, but then they also did this thing where, like... Have you seen The Revenant? I when haven't someone, seen it. When someone, not for the major awards, but, like, when the kind of, like, more technical awards... Are you doing a finger up the butt? Yeah. What is that? When the, when the more technical... The people who won the technical awards, as they were coming to the stage <laughs> to accept their awards, <laughs> it got all brush style. What? And they... No. They had a ticker running across the bottom of the screen listing the people oh. that that person wanted to thank, so they didn't... At first, it seemed impersonal, too. I was like, this is fucking cold. But then I'm like, no. No one wants to hear... You na- thanking a bunch of people by their first name who you don't know who they are, and it's just so like, they come up, sh- just grab the award and leave. Well, they got to say a few things, but they didn't. They didn't uh, they have to, to run through their whole list of oh, thank no, yous. I don't. The problem I having, I'm having, I problem I'm having right now is some sort of neurological issue. The problem I had <laughs> Sunday night is that what it was? Yeah, it's it was like, chafing. I mean. Well, see, uh, Jenny's a, a big fan of, like, the red carpet. She's just, going on with your fingers. Just, <laughs> that's, your, that's your symbol for Jenny? She's phalanges? She's, you know, watching the red carpet and royalty, the British royalty. I'm like, oh, boy. So Br- I used to British watch some, royalty? They oh, she loves it. No, not, I'm just in general. She there's, likes there's the pageantry, There's some sort of pageantry gene, okay. and yes. Hey, that stuff's fun. Yeah, I, I can see why you like it. I, mean, I can see you all up in it. We were watching. Did you see Jared Leto? He came with, I think, the new creative director for Gucci. This super good-looking dude. Kind of looks like hot Jesus. Uh, I think they came as a couple. It was great, but there wasn't, like, any baggage attached to it. But Jared Leto had on, like, this purple kind of tuxedo with, like, a light purple seam. Mm -hmm. And then these slippers with snakes on them. And then he had a silk carnation instead of a bow tie. Like, this giant round carnation. Oh, wow. What I, a moment. I got a little moist. What a what. moment. But Leo's speech, oh. second half of Leo's speech, all about, hey, stop shitting on the planet. Like, this is real. Yeah. Which, you know, it's you've heard it from him before, but... Well, he puts his money where his mouth is. He does. And they had to travel, like, to the most southern tips of South America to film a lot of that movie because they couldn't find fucking snow. Is it a good movie? Haven't seen it. I hear he gets raped by a bear. <laughs> that's what I hear. But I don't think that's true. No, I don't think it is either. It's like he gets mauled by the bear. So, yeah. one, I thought he got raped by the bear. <laughs> Nobody wants rape on a pot. Then I thought he got attacked by the bear, and he actually... Raped the bear? Yeah, like overcame the attack by raping the bear. Interesting. I'm you not know, sure. I've, I've heard that if you get attacked by a pit bull, uh, one of the smartest things to do is jam your thumb up its ass. Because it'll put it in an instantly submissive mindset, and it might unclamp its jaws from your thigh. Works for me. We're fed up with no, big no, no, food. No, 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 no. We're not done with the Oscars. 
because I'll tell you what happened that was a good thing. Giant waste of time. No, Spotlight wins Best there Picture. To, there used to be very relevant hey, God damn it, countercultural I'm you something that was relevant. actors and actresses and producers and directors, and it, they were saying something that mattered, and now it's nothing. Unexpected win for Spotlight. So Nicole and I watched Spotlight right after the show was over. We streamed it on Amazon. Great movie. Mm. I mean, it's it's about the uh, sex abuse scandal in the Catholic Church. I know. It's got so Mark it's Ruffalo. Yeah, Michael Keaton. And the guy from Mad Men. Yeah, uh, fuck, what's his name? Roger Serling is John Slatterly. Oh, hey, look at you. Slattery, Slatterly, Slattery. Good job. It's a, it's a great movie. But it's great because it's all about real journalism. And, mm. and it may, it emphasizes the point that it's not disposable content that you just throw up as soon as... China, China, China. Yeah, it's like they wait. They're they not sat providing on that, rice. They're not providing rice. They sat on that story for months until it was just right, until they had all the pieces in place and they could fucking take it to the Catholic Church. Those dirty fuckers. Whew. Yeah. You're, That's right. You are all up on it tonight. You got your... your who's on your shit list? Peter. <laughs> Peter and the Catholic, <laughs> and the Catholic Church. Church. That's only two things. And on the opposite side, there's a man crush on Jared Leto. Leto. Either or. <laughs> Just yeah. I mean, yeah. That guy, you can't pin him down. Hey, it's kind it's of like a man Kanye, crush on it's both like a, those like guys. Like a Kanye album. That's a man sandwich. I wouldn't mind being the meat in. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah, I don't know about that. But, um, <laughs> Which part? There'd be a lot of facial hair in the mix. Could get itchy. Um, so I made my point about spotlight. Oscars and the Tillamook commercial. I saw it right away. Okay, so you saw it. A big. It was a surprise to you. You didn't slam on big food. Yeah. What'd you think of it? Here, let me read the quote. We're fed up with big food. The big talk, small print, and mystery ingredients. Tillamook posted on its website. We answer only to our farmer families and believe real food makes the world a better and more delicious place. So we're taking a stand. Are you with us? The minute-long commercial called "Goodbye Big Food, Hello Real Food" was Mm -hmm. produced by advertising agency. 72 and sunny see clearly the resin of dave carney being in that dave building Carney's, hangs on the walls because uh, a, a moment in his life when dave carney passes through your halls uh a piece of him remains and you think this video was this uh, commercial was carney i think any there trace, some explosions of stuff. any trace of genius in this video can be traced back to dave carney's presence i'll give you that yeah um, and, but this video is also it's, it's, not, well, it's not a video it's a commercial or, you know, it's commercial but it's it's essentially uh, you know little sound bites based on things that we have been oh my God. disgusting it's disgusting things <laughs> we've been discussing for the past 52 episodes and now halfway through 53 Natchcast 53 There's, tell your friends food news eventually with a little bit of ambient HVAC oh, dude I don't know what that is yeah. Oh, it's that refrigerator again. I think it got off balance. Natch it. Just go Natch unplug Natch. it. Natch. I'm not going to unplug the fridge. Do you just leave it. I'll just talk. Natch. Yeah, you, you talk. Yeah. You talk. Josh is wearing a blue hoodie, some sort of white drop v-neck t-shirt that shows off too much, and these drop crotch sweatpants that... Uh, I don't know why. So, this commercial or video... Jared Leto. Uh, wears drop crotch sometimes too. Maybe it's meant to be. It's not. There's. We're not. We're not uh, uh, forging, like forging any new that ground. Was, that sound might still be going. Eh. It's just life. It's the sound of life. Forging Mark. new ground, but with sort of what's wrong with our food system. But it's hitting it right in the sweet spot. 
and there did seem something very. It, it seemed like a successful commercial to me. Yeah, hit they it ex- right, hit it square in the sweet spot, brushed up. And they they were exploding things. So that was the good thing. Like here's this cheese whiz can they explode it. Like, Boom! Bullshit. That's right. Kind of made me want some cheese whiz though, unfortunately. And it's I like, like it when they make the shift. It's the shift. Shift, huh? It's a. It's. I think the commercial's a full minute. So it's it's probably designed for web video, right? But it's a full minute. It's a minute to win it. And like for the first, I I, I, I God, <laughs> I looked at this. The first thirty seconds are like goodbye this, goodbye that, all the crap, 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 uh-huh. and then then the music swells and you switch to hello, hello, bam. And I like it when they. uh That's why I called this hello Dale. They had one moment they shift to the farmer and they're like hello Dale, and he goes. Hey, he like yeah. sp- speaks to you. Your third, fourth wall breakdown thing. Yeah. Hey, man, the tone of that commercial was spot on. Sweet spot. Uh, unfortunately for Tillamook, viewership was at an all-time low, practically for the awards. Absolutely. Um, and but they charge more. They up their rates Ooh. for uh, commercials during the Oscars, and then their ratings eat shit. And you know why? Because they deserve it. But I feel, you know, I got to give them a little bit of credit for at least like being willing to mess with the format a little bit, you know, try and shorten it up by reining in the acceptance speeches. They <sighs> do something. It's all a mirage. It's a dream. They, and if and we they, don't buy into the Hollywood dream, they're gone. Yeah. Well, they also kind it's of, gone. kind of took on their race relations or their, you know, their bigotry problems, whatever you want to call it, uh, head on. They, they were, <laughs> yeah, they're I mean, inst- they, institutionalized racism, right? I mean, Chris Rock came out of the gates swinging. They had a little bit where they I went to a good. movie theater in Compton and like asked moviegoers about the movies that were nominated. And a lot of them hadn't heard of shit that was on the list. Um, uh, Kevin Hart talked some shit. That was funny. I don't remember exactly what he said, but I remember laughing. Like he, he made like kind of a salient hardcore point and then made a joke right after it. Hey. Uh, but anyway. Oh, you know why people left in droves though too? It's like fucking Walking Dead comes on like halfway. Like, oh, really? Like Two thirds of the way through that. Wow. And the, I also thought it was this. The sleep. Walking Dead is. You, you're not keeping up, but my no. God, is it getting good? It's getting. Oh, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. I'm happy to hear that the, the season's going to be a. You know what they're still missing though? That we ideated. Oh wait, second we, season was this a mind blower for me. Okay, you know what? We haven't had a sound cue in a while. That girl comes out of the barn at the Dude, end. Dude, get over that. That was not that good of a twist. That was such a good season, though. It was, but you, you didn't ever suspect that she was in the barn? Hmm, not really. That's true. Wait, what was the... God damn. There was something that was so funny. No, don't remember that. Hmm. Stumble over it for a while. No, it was something where you didn't you didn't catch like the foreshadowing and it was in the title of something to begin with. <laughs> that sounds about right. I'm not very good with stuff like that. I'm usually not either. I'm pretty dense. My mind is is distracted by it's other full, things. Full of it's cluttered with Derridas. It's cluttered with um, you know, cerebral systems thinking about food. Oh yeah. And thought leadership. Debilitating joint pain. Hey, that's a nice balance to have. Yeah, just try to ride the line. All um, right. Okay, but wait, I wanted to throw in the ideation cue real quick because this is something we ideated on some time ago that still has not made its way into uh, into Walking Dead, Ooh. and that is that they need a character who's a bug harvester. Mm. Who's, mm. who's uh, Maybe it's Rene Redzepi. He's getting people to eat insects. Just a cameo? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> just comes the crazy on bird for, chef. Comes on for they find him in the woods. Well, I mean, they're trying to grow all this food, but hey, you know, and he's all like all ripped. And like, why are you so? I've been eating these bugs. A witchetty grub. Have you? Why seen, are we making him Italian? <laughs> have you seen any of the episodes with the mulleted guys? Like the 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 guys with the well, there's a guy with a mullet. Oh, no, the guy with the mullet who was supposed to save the world. Okay, so you know fraud. about that guy. I'm I'm, I'm fully caught credit. up except until the current okay. season. I'm going to tell you something about the new season that it's not a spoiler at all. It's just interesting to our. Can you remind me where things ended in the last season? Didn't he, didn't he just like didn't they reach that moment of? They're in Alexandria. Is that the the little community? Walden thing? And then at the, I think at the end of the are you halfway through this new season? No, you caught up so. there. No, so you didn't see a, a a tower topple and break down one of the walls. No, that no. sounds bad. Okay. I believe where I ended was the community that lived there finally woke up because like some heard somebody. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And Rick had to like. And Rick brought the like. He got. Like, he brought the pain. You think you want? You think you can do it? Yeah, that happened. This uh, is what anyway, it's like now. The mullety guy in this season, they're making a, a supply run, and they you know they're trying to grow food. Sorghum. Ooh. Like now, I'm I'm gonna. I'm going to tell you to get some sorghum. Now you don't, I wish I could remember what he said, cause it's funny. You know how he like over enunciates and kind of gives you a lot of detail. Anyway. So there you go. Sorghum. Is, is sorghum an ancient grain? I believe it is. Well, it, it, it has a rich, deep history. Yeah, it does. It has been lost to modern. So my point is the writers are hip to ancient grains. Is. Time to get hit to uh, insect protein, my friends. Yeah. New get twist. Those, let's do a spec. Oh, I'm not going to And you know, they, sorghum. they specialize in gross shit. So, oh, these witchetty grubs would be great. People eating those giant <laughs> grubs, like a whole new level of gross. Just low hanging fruit for you guys there. Hey, that's my dick. Hey, that's my dick. A uh, little, little bit of a curveball for you here. To circumcise or not to circumcise? A new father's question by Chris Silva. This is in the New York Times Men's Style section. Uh, so we'll get, we'll get to the reason why it's here in a second, but first, first a quote is talking about his wife, Christina, they're, you having, go for a, they're having a son. This, why would I steal this from you? I'm sure you would love to read this quote. I was hoping Christina had been with an uncircumcised man so she could provide insight, but I figured she would have said something by now and alas, she had not. Hmm. So this is interesting, actually. Maybe we need a little context, but, uh, you know, they're trying to decide whether they circumcise their kid. But when, does this sentence mean that? Alas, she had not been with an uncircumcised man, or alas, or yes. alas, she had not said anything to him, and he just because <laughs> I get the feeling that he's like you can't ask your wife if she's been with an uncircumcised dude. She, Are you sure you should be having kids together? He asked her, and she had not been. No, with. it doesn't say that. That's, it's, that's this what is he a meant. vague statement. You don't, know, you don't know what he meant. I know what he meant. You and Chris Silver, bros. <laughs> oh yeah. I considered asking female friends about their experiences, but couldn't work up the guts and it, didn't know whom I should ask. Like, come on. We're Instagram buddies. Chris Silva. My fears and ego were getting the better of me. I didn't want to make the wrong decision for my son. So this is Chris Silva, advertising strategist. Oh, no, you're stealing my line. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Mark. Oh, well, that's fine. We were going to talk for a while, and I was going to be like, great. Thanks for sharing, Chris Silva, advertising strategist, former editor, and sports writer. Hey, but I mean, all that matters is he's a father, Oh, right? come on. Like, sharing, men sharing emotions. Oh, boy, and I'm a writer and a former editor and a strategist. Oh, I got to get this off my chest. Whatever. Hmm. I thought he was your friend. Whatever. You just throwing him under the bus, huh? I don't know. Could so here's nice where I take guy. umbrage with this uh, article. 
Uh, I used to write for the New York Times Motherload blog back in the day. It was years ago. I bet you back, did. Back when I first uh, had a young son. I don't think supplied the second the, was born yet. Helped supply that load at the Motherload. I did. I wrote, uh, man, I wrote some heartfelt articles. Did you write American Microphone? <laughs> I su- so on spec, I submitted a, a masterwork called American Microphone. I remember being published, but not as American Microphone. It was never published. Oh. It was sent to you to read as my trusted editor and confidant. Oh, like, Mark, I see. can you read this for me before I send it? Because the, the lady who edited the Motherload, her name was Lisa Belkin. She works for Huffington Post now. Oh. But uh, she mentioned that she could read it and maybe pass it along to the... What's what's their Sunday magazine? The Sunday magazine? Yeah, yeah. I thought this is great. What did they publish? They, oh, they published your New Age Dad story about being a... You're diminishing rock star aspirations, right? There was that one. There was a very touching piece about my the death of my father. Uh, that's, yeah, my was, father succumbing. That was to, a funny one to alcoholism. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, there was one about like uh, the benefits of being sleep deprived. How it kind oh, of makes yeah. you punch drunk and more creative. I remember that. There was one about God. There Jeez. was some dark shit. There was one about the uh, horrible uh, incident at the children's center here in Park Hill. Oh. Uh, we don't really need to dig into that one. Uh, there was another <laughs> one about the giving tree. Explains itself. Yep. And that one the actually... Give, oh, I never read that book, one. The giving tree. That one actually came out of that children's center story because they have that mural on the wall of the giving tree. Were but, you even at the children's center? So Elias, my son, was signed up to start uh, daycare there and then they were shut down because one of their male part-time employees uh, terrible moment. did some gross things. I joined the board and kept it alive. He did. Mark saved the Children's Center, and it's a, it's a nice you place. took a lot of shrooms great and ran into the woods. What? Yeah, yeah. Am I, I got that right? Sounds right. No, not really. Um, but anyway. Let's get back to the... <laughs> so when... Uh, Microphone egg roll was born, uh, my wife and I had only like one short discussion about would we circumcise him? Where she was like, uh, should we circumcise him? And I was like, hell no. And she was like, totally. No. Oh. Just seemed creepy to me, and then we we went to uh, an intactivist meeting up in Boulder. Ooh, that's uh, people who are uh, anti-intactivism against circumcision. They're intactivists, like yeah. leave the penis intact. Yeah, I got it. Sat in on this meeting. Why is there a meeting? What? Because because there because there's strife. There's like struggle. Lo- oh boy. They don't. You know what I remember by that from that <laughs> meeting? You know, is there there was a there was a study that had just been released that week. Uh, um, would you imagine listen? Leo DiCaprio right now, like going, "We got a we got a foreskin problem." I'm gonna roll my eyes as far back in my head as I can. The world is in peril. Hey, it's not a huge problem. Quit worrying about your dicks. No, man, it's genital mutilation. Essentially, one thing they pointed out to me there is like, okay, intactivist. Hey, okay, no one likes female genital mutilation, right? Like, no, there are certain parts of the world where they cut away the clitoral hood. Yeah, that is the same skin that covers the tip of your penis. It's just uh, at a certain point when you when your DNA made you into a man, that skin grew into a you should a foreskin. I think you have passion for this. I it was stirred by reading this article. You should and form the that, local chapter. My point is, I submitted a much. I mean, Chris Silva's article is fine, but I submitted a much a much better article. Honestly, let's it, let's hear some of it. Wait, I'll read it. Wait, what? You can't read your own quote. This is by okay. Josh Tyson. I want to hear you read my In an work. unpublished essay called American Microphone. I guess, it, should I explain why it's called that? 
No, I think people understand. I don't know if they do. Oh, sure. I got it. I got it. Everybody does. All right. Microphone versus egg roll. Visual. Well, and also the conceit of the article is at a certain point, I stopped using the word circumcised and uncircumcised because it's just like kind of a gross word to keep typing. So at a certain point in the article. That's great. A circumcised penis becomes a microphone. Okay. Uncircumcised egg roll. Well done. Bravo. Hey, you already know this shit. I'm just bringing people up to speed. You go ahead and read it. (laughs) You don't want to read it? Uh, so here's here's how this is the opening quote. I can't deprive you of your own. You look at the joy in your eyes. <laughs> but as I read this, it quickly becomes clear why this didn't appear in the New York Times. <laughs> this is a story about penises. It's about my penis. About the penises of my sons. About my friend Doug's penis. Oh, Doug. It's about one of the f- one fundamental aspect of every penis on the planet. This story. It's about a big stack of dicks. So, you know. I probably had them up until then. <laughs> you, made, you made your point. It's, it's a very florid beginning. Oh, it is. I, honestly, uh, I reread this article last night. as I, oh. was, I was waiting for my wife, uh, sitting at the Elm, having a beer. What the hell? Where were your kids? It, it was after the PTSA meeting. As I, as, as I had explained, we went to see Beacon last night. So after the PTSA meeting... I walked over to the Elm, had a beer while she was at home changing, and then we met at Chop House, had some dinner, and then went to the show, my friend. Night out. Jesus. So as I'm drinking my IPA, I'm like, I was mining the article for quotes, and then I read the whole fucking thing. I'm like, who wrote this? Oh my God, there's so much preciousness. You're drinking your IPA, worrying about circumcision. As I'm reading this article, though, I found very few darlings. I did a good job of killing darlings. Oh, good for you. There's good momentum here. I don't know. I, I could be a, a, a Luddite. Let, let a, me throw you a, another quote. A, what would be the opposite of intactivist? A, a pro-mutilation guy? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pro-mutilator? I don't, have any, I don't have any sons, though. Over the coming months. Just have to worry about one. One penis? Mm-hmm. Well, your own penis? Just yeah, mine. but you have two daughters, so eventually you have to worry about every penis on the planet, in a, way, in a sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My life, my life flows out of me, naturally. What does that have to do? As a consequence of who I am. I'm not fighting against the current. You're flexible, like a blade of grass. We. Oui. Uh, just one more quote from this article. I think we're done. Should oh, I, should sorry. We, should we post this article on Natch? <laughs> you could. I feel like it never had a good home. I don't know. I don't, is there anything about food? Does it matter? I don't. Egg roll. That's a food item. Episode title, Egg Roll. Over the coming months. Egg Rolls. As I got used to the frequent sight of his egg roll. This is my son's egg roll we're talking about here. My microphone seemed more and more foreign. I'd look at my penis in the shower or at the toilet. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) With the same disdain reserved for the shirtless bro at a music festival. Just so obvious. Show some decorum, penis. Put a shirt on, I would say. Yearning for the anticipation that comes with an egg roll. With an egg roll, you're kept waiting for the head to make an appearance. It becomes more of an event. <laughs> mm. I mean, this this is this gets into all all aspects of Look, circumcision. I'm, I'm with you. Probably a you know, if you want to focus on the issue and dive in and decide mm. the, the merits of that, I didn't have to. So therefore, I can continue to go through life not that concerned Carefree. about <laughs> circumcision as opposed to any other approach to your penis. Yeah, I, there's other stuff to think about. That, that's my point. My point is when I was trying to belittle Chris Silva, 
meanly. Mm-hmm. Oh, strategist, editor, just whatever. Share your thoughts. Dump them on a page. Make me read them. We didn't make you read them. I made you read them. <laughs> yeah, you made me read them. <laughs> Come on. I don't see Come you picking on. up the men's style let's, section let's, of the New York Times often. Just think about something else. Think about... Oh, Here, here's, here's my final comment. Is that the sound of sound of smegma? I don't know. What's with PFFT? One thought I'm having though right now is a, uh, and this is callback to Natchcast 51, where I talk about catching that glimpse of Stellan Skarsgård's penis. A lot of penis in your world. I, I don't remember now if it was circumcised. I think it was uncircumcised. Really, that would make sense. Very he's European. He's European. No, very European. They don't mess with that over in Europe, really. Really, not a lot it's of circumcised like penis. We got the wrong approach to food. We got the wrong approach to. Penis maintenance? I was or pe- trying to think of another good word for, I was going to say dong, but that's dumb. Here's the bottom line. I'll give you the bottom <laughs> you got line. got nothing. Amazing. I'm going to give you the bottom line with circumcision. Is, Wrap uh, it up. It's, it's, uh, you're making a decision for someone else, yeah. for someone who, who doesn't have, I can have, see that. You know, you're, you're making a decision about someone's body that's uh, not your decision to make. You bet. You know? That's true, right? I am capable of understanding the ways in which I was, I am not as aware of the tension inside this issue. Well, dude, your your member is mute. Your penis is scarred. I just don't feel like that's a big deal on the to me. Have been dulled <laughs> yeah. by banging against your zipper all day. Maybe that's a good thing. Remember how you what episode was it when you were talking about the various ways you tried to destroy your penis as a teenager? <laughs> what if it was like fully alert? You're like, ah. Oh! Here's what. Well, here's the other thing. Maybe that, you need that. No, that discussion was about you need to deaden it. using inappropriate lubricants. With if you have a foreskin, you don't even need lube. You're the head of your penis. It's like a water weaning in. Like the foreskin itself provides. Right.